We are shows what you know. We'll always watch TV. And if you think we can't, we'll watch more and you'll see. That's why the people of the web believe in Jim from Las Vegas and Jacob from Sweden. Welcome to Shows What You Know and our discussion of the end of the world. Effing world, I suppose, is the way to say it. Uh, we're not afraid to say the fuck words on this show, but technically speaking, the comic is with the fuck words, and I'm overdoing it. Hello, we're here to talk about a show. It's a it's a breakout hit, uh, surprising everyone, blasting through Netflix, blasting right into our hearts, uh, at least into mine, and uh, I'm interested to see what about yours. My heart is Jacob Burrows. And my heart is Jim Scampoli. And yes, we are discussing the end of the fucking world. <laughs> See what I mean? I'm not wow. afraid. Wow. Uh, now, I guess this show came out uh, on the BBC Channel 4 or some something or other a few months ago. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Uh, I don't know how true this is when I glanced through some of the feedback is that it, it wasn't like a breakout hit in, uh, for the BBC. No, no, that's what I'm thinking. It's got this rare second chance, or maybe it's not rare in today's day and age, but it really, I mean, I hadn't heard about it, and then all of a sudden it exploded because everyone is talking about it right now. Like, the top recommended on our YouTube stream of this episode is, like, facts about the actors in <laughs> the end of the fucking world, and that's the type of shit you see for Stranger Things I don't think this has the lifespan of a show like Stranger Things, but it is kind of something that unexpectedly blew up in just the last couple of days where where no one was talking about it, and I'm sure no one will be talking about it in a little while, unfortunately. But we're right there in the moment right now when it's the hottest thing. Every time I Google it, there's five new articles about it. Yes, uh, it did just recently premiere on Netflix worldwide, I assume. Um, and yeah, it's what, eight episodes? Eight episodes. Uh, I don't think any of them are more than 22 minutes. They're all like 19 to 21 minutes or something like that. It is a breeze of a watch. I should say up front that we're not going to discuss spoilers yet. So in case you haven't seen the show and you're just kind of seeing what our basic thoughts are on it, we will warn you before we get into any spoilers. But I will say it's for sure it's a breeze of a watch. It's what basically like a three hour movie kind of uh, yeah, all said and done. That's got to be what it adds up to, right? I haven't done the actual math, but yes. And um, IMDb describes it as James is 17 and is pretty sure he's a psychopath. Alyssa, also 17, is the cool and moody new girl at school. The pair make a connection and she persuades him to embark on a road trip in search of her real father. Yeah. Uh, a little heartwarming um, little tale for you. Uh, I, I, I do. I will say that I... Uh, I, I do. I love the tone. Um, I, I like I like me some dark comedy and this show. I feel it can it does kind of run the line really well where it almost can pass over into uh, parody is not the right word, but like, you know, just too like whoa, dark, dark. Um, but I like how it, they handle everything in uh, a really skilled way. I'd say I'm not really familiar with the filmmakers behind this. But I love the look of the show. I love how they balance everything. I think it comes together really well. It's got a really specific 
look and feel to it. We've got voiceover from both of our main characters uh, talking about their lives and flashing to the past, and then it goes into like uh, a 4-3 aspect resolution instead of the usual 16 by 9 when we're in the past, and it's kind of got this nostalgic tinted flair, and even just the first lines are like, uh, you know, my... I'm James, I'm 17 years old, and I'm pretty sure I'm a psychopath. And he talks about the animals he's killed, and they sort of bang onto the screen in a it's very, it's a very specific style, right? Um, it, it reminds me, if we go inside a bit, I guess, it's almost reminiscent of a Jacob Burroughs YouTube video, I'd say. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true now that you say about it. That obviously darker, uh, but I know you've put together some different videos like and collages of like your trips and pictures and stuff, and you lay stuff out on a table, and they appear, and it's nice, and it's it's fast. like It gets the point across, so... Uh, I would I would say that if you check out uh, Awesomepedia on YouTube, it's exactly like that. Uh, thank you. Well, my name is Jacob. I am 27 years old, and I'm pretty sure I'm a psychopath. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. That's true. The specific shot of like above, from above at a table, things appearing, disappearing as you talk about them, and similar. Yes. Um. Obviously, I like that stuff. But as you were saying as well, it's a comedy, comedy drama. That's probably our favorite genre. That rhymed and everything, you know, we talk about uh, Mrs. Maisel a lot, but other shows that really balance as well. Also, I, I feel it's the perfect thing because when a show is just listed as a drama and it's really good, I can really enjoy it. But often it's the comedy dramas that are like managing to tickle both of my bones, my drama bone and my funny bone, I guess. I agree. I agree. I really enjoy a comedy that's, kind of not afraid to be real sometimes yeah. um maybe real is not the right word uh bec but like to i guess to go to darker places uh and and not let that affect the comedy i i i'm sure some people don't enjoy that uh they want their comedies to be this is going to sound pretentious but they want their comedies to be paul blart mall cop or something like that but i don't mean that in a bad way i just mean like some people they just want the comedy where they laugh at it. <laughs> How drool. We don't like that. We like to cry at our comedy here. <laughs> yeah, they just want it to be, you know, there's that, uh, and I'm not saying anything wrong with it. There's that genre of comedy that's just straight slapstick. Like, here we go. Like, people are going to fall down. Uh, we're going to say some jokes. We're going to see a butt or two. And believe me, I love that comedy as well. But I enjoy, because I feel like there's more of a challenge there to balance comedy with you know drama like you said a nice good old dramedy for for, yeah. for pretentious people uh it's great it's, that people couldn't yeah. come up with a better description than oh it's a dramedy i guess <laughs> well this one also uh it's a good word pretentious because it's it's got that like you said it's kind of like a movie it's kind of like a an indie movie it's kind of like a young adult dark young adult john green but a bit darker uh story where you know you have an edgy girl and an edgy guy and they're outcasts from society and they're gonna have deep conversations and uh it'll be heartwarming at times and then like frighteningly real at times um and it, they they pull that off in a really uh good way and i went into the show kind of blind because you just told me it's about you said it's about a self-diagnosed psychopath who 
well, this is not a spoiler because it is is in like the first bit of the first episode, but he just kind of decides that this girl is his first victim. Like that's how they get to know each other. That's where it starts. And while I advise you to go in pretty much blind, that does, if you have any sense of story structure, kind of tells you what's going to happen in this show. Because in a way, just from hearing you say that, I assumed some like, like I was like, oh shit, I can't wait to see what happens because I, I, uh, I'm trying not to say any spoilers, uh, and I won't, but it's like, it's kind of what you expect, but in the best way. Yes, I agree. I guess, I guess that's a good way. I, I don't even want to get into way too many details before we do, do, do the spoilers, but, but yeah, it's, it's, um, it's a good show and I think it deserves the recognition that it's now getting. And I think it's really nice that it got kind of a second chance because, Often, even just uploading things to the internet, you feel like you get one chance, man, and then yeah. nobody nobody watched that one, huh? Put a lot of hundreds of hours into that one, sure. and uh, not to speak ill of Channel 4, but uh, it's kind of like the Awesomepedia YouTube of television channels where you put it up there, but uh, someone might not recognize it. Yeah, exactly. So... And and I think the way they did it uh, again, uh, I apologize if I get some of the details wrong. I think they premiered the sh like the first episode, and then they were like, "Okay, all the episodes are on our website," which it's a cool way to do it because this is kind of just like an episodic movie, so uh, it is one of those I feel like is is a bingeable show, but I don't know how much attention it ended up getting. So yeah, I agree. I I think it's cool that it's getting this Netflix push, and people are finding it. Um, and I think it's it's a hard thing to pull off because it does balance. Not only does it balance the comedy and the drama, but it balances the angst. And uh, it's very easy to fall into just the teenage angst, especially when you're like trying to make it kind of elevated with this whole "is he a psychopath? Is he a murderer?" Um, thing. And I don't know. I just feel like they really pull it off. I could totally see someone looking at this show from the outside, whether seeing the trailer or a poster and hearing like a synopsis and being like, eh, that shit. But uh, I, I recommend it. I think it's worth watching. It's a, it's a fast show. I think we talked, we talk all the time about length and they, they did, they'd made all the right choices uh, in regards to that. Um, because this totally could just have been a movie. And it probably still would have been fine. It would have been fine as like an hour and a half movie or something like that. Uh, but I like that it's this like sitcom length show, but they it keeps you wanting more. I feel like the episodes and you're like, oh, I want to watch the next one. I want to see where this goes. And I think I just think they made all the right choices. And and I know we all we also talk about or I talk about that. It's easy to say that everything looks good these days because, you know, some like Legion, everyone talked about the look of the show and how great it looked and like the photography or whatever. But I feel like this is a show that didn't really need to do that. And I feel like this is a beautiful show. I love the shots and the choices they make with the filmmaking, uh, whether it be some of the stylistic choices like you were talking about or just some of the simple, like, you know, there's like a beautiful shot of them walking through the woods with the, you know, the, the classic uh sundown shot as it's coming through the branches and stuff like that a lot of things like that stood out to me and i don't know it made me really it really impressed me and i look forward to uh future projects from these filmmakers yeah that's how i see it too i think uh well we'll get, get into it in a little bit uh probably in spoilers necessarily but people 
some people or i think most people are saying like okay that was great and it's done now and then a lot of people think it's so great that they're clamoring for a season two and then everyone else is saying why that's not a good idea and we will leave that discussion for later but i wanted to mention it because i see it more as wow great people <laughs> i'm yeah. impressed with all the people like on every level of this production and i'm excited to see what they do next rather than i'm excited to like hang out more with these characters agreed like kind of like american vandal in a way like the way the feeling i got with how they put together that project and how it all came together where i was like i want to see more from these people uh, not necessarily even though they are doing American Vandal season two, but and I'm still excited for it. But either way, it would it could have been something else, and I would have been hyped for it. Yeah, and apart from the specificity in the style of the writing and the choices, it's also um, you were talking about the look. It's got a very mm, specific look to it. Like in general, even when we're in the present, as it were, like sometimes it cuts to the past or whatever, and it does weird things with the aspect ratio and things like that. But in the present. It, it has a desaturated, most of the time kind of look and kind of a vintage look. So even though it takes place in modern day, um, starts with, you know, one of the characters smashing their phone and being proud to have smashed their phone and the other one never had a phone. And that's not only convenient from a writing standpoint, it's also like, I don't know, it's it's got a feel that it's not like if this movie was set in the 60s it would look exactly the same if that makes sense yeah yeah ab absolutely like the kind of the tricks you do to uh yeah make it seem like a period piece they use it but it does take place in present day as far as the yeah like you said the saturation or the photography and the look of the shots which is great as far as balance and when we're talking about the look it's also kind of unavoidable to talk about the setting because the setting is a huge part of it there's kind of a, this road movie feel to it. And the road movie is through the south of England. Not the most fab Like, that's not where you go for a road trip, uh, really. Um, but the way they do it, they manage to turn it and, par well, parts of it at least, into an almost mythic-feeling place. Like a weird... Um, it's it's like i guess it's hard without talking about details but but the comic that it's based on does take place in the US it's written by a uh, guy from the US and drawn and this uh maybe it's because you know the 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 channel 4 is involved in everything but it takes place in the UK but somehow it just adds up to me really well the the environment that they're in because they're talking a lot about how you know they're feeling stuck and trying to break out of where they are and find someplace different. And I don't know, all of that's part of it. And all of that is handled and put forward really well, I feel. Yeah, well, that's because I didn't look into too much the graphic novel. Uh, I just double checked to see. I mean, we'll get into like the ending to see if it was like they ended at a certain point and there was more to it or not, um, as far as if they like the talk of a season two or whatever. So I didn't realize I, I just it's it's interesting because it's like I can't it, it picture it and it taking place anywhere else because it works so well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's an interesting tidbit to me. Yeah. And about the comic as well, I did read it um, after watching this. So mm -hmm. I haven't, it's not like I'm a longtime fan and I'm upset about changes or anything, but I did read it and I was surprised or maybe uh, you listening or if you've watched this, 
just googling the comic uh did you see any snippets of it i did not no it's uh it's not what i expected it's not stick figures but it's got a very simple style to it it's it looks like the comics that i get at like this small uh like very small comics festival where all these like local makers make their own zines and thing is it looks like a zine comic and indeed it was published like kind of self-published by this guy as mini mini comics and then put together into a longer one um so it, it, it it's it's very the story is very similar with some distinct uh, small little changes that we can talk about in the spoilers, but generally speaking, it's not the type of comic that I expect to be turned into a television show. And it's sort of in 2014 they apparently made a TV movie pilot, um, which was a short, I guess. I couldn't find a, a runtime on how long that was, but uh, I, I guess that makes sense because it's very difficult to conceive going from there to just make, hey, yeah, let's make a whole TV show. Granted, Netflix tends to, you know, green light, whatever, but yeah. um, but still, did you find any of it? Did you see? I'm looking at it right now, and yeah, you, it's it does look like such a basic, like, webcomic that you'd see. Um, so yeah, it is really interesting uh, looking at it after seeing the show, because, yeah, it's pretty bare bones, like, especially as far as, like, blank backgrounds and Kind of, you know, just a few characters talking. Uh, um, well, actually, no, that's a spoiler. I don't want to say that. Uh, but yeah, no, I haven't. I hadn't seen these before. And the the thing about that type of comic is, I feel they handle this type of story really well, where it's some comedy but also bleak. When it's kind of got that simplistic style, or it's like made by one guy who just kind of drew it on paper and then you read it. Uh, because when I watch this, I can't from the look and just from prejudice i kind of assumed that it would have a marvel look to it or something when i was reading it yeah. i don't know why but yeah so it's kind of interesting i kind of expected it to be yeah like a like a super stylized um like when they do like marvel knights or something when they do the ones that are more violent and maybe allow a couple curse words but it's still like super, even though it's bleak colors, it's like super colorful and like over the top. But yeah, it's really basic and simple, uh, which, yeah, I'm, I'm, you're right. I bet you it helps with some of the different subject matter uh, to keep it kind of uh, a little lighter and, and fun. Yeah, because the comic is black and white. And by that, we mean it's line art. It doesn't have any shading or anything. It's not really it is literally black and white with no shades of gray. Um and it's it's a really interesting and kind of quick read. Um, I I guess it's kind of hard. I I am going to suggest we've never never done this before, but I suggest a two tiered spoiler section where we get into the details of the show, but we give you a little warning before we talk about specifically the last episode, just because I feel a lot of it. If you've listened this far, it wouldn't really hurt you if you heard us talking about uh, episode two or three or whatever. But like, let's give a little. We'll we'll mention it before we get into the very ending. Uh, does that sound okay? Yeah, that makes sense. So, but so if you don't want to know anything, we're going to talk about the first few episodes here, and then we'll give you more of a even more of a spoiler warning when we start to get into the nitty gritty of the ending. That's what you're saying, right? That's what I'm saying. And as we said, it's only a few episodes. You can watch it in an evening, and you should yes. because it's very good. And it's you had a good point. It is a very bingeable show because some shows. I, I think sometimes we uh, or people release their shows 
entirely, like maybe Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, even though it really would have worked episode to episode. And in this one, I you're right. I think they made a good move of releasing um, the first one, well, sh airing the first one and then releasing all of them because, um, not to say it's like enhanced, but it works really well. And by the time you finish one episode, you're going to want to see the next. And before you know it, it's going to be over. Exactly. Agreed. So... So starting with the slight spoilers, before we get into the real spoilers, yeah, when we say slight, we mean like the first few episodes. Yeah. So uh, do you want to go through kind of what, what, what you, well, let's talk more freely with less of gags in our mouths. What do you think? Um, not like, again, like I, I did like the trailer and um, it's one of those where I saw, I saw it as like a sponsored Facebook ad. And it's like one of the few times that's ever worked well in my favor where yeah. I was like, oh, what is this? And when I saw the trailer, I thought it was just a movie that Netflix was putting out. Uh, and and it, like we've been saying, it kind of essentially is. It's just split up in episodes. And I could totally see how it would be something that would put people off. But I was like, oh, I'm interested. I want to check this out. And yeah, we, we start out. It's kind of basically what the trailer lays out. And like you had mentioned, we have... Um, uh, both the main characters, Alyssa and James, are like narrators at different points. And it's great because with James, he's talking about how he's a psychopath and he mentions the animals he killed. But you still have this sense of like, is he just a dramatic teenager? Like, um, is he just uh, like a lonely kid who has nothing else going for him. And it's just kind of like, what's cool about me? Oh, I'm a psychopath, but it's, it adds that edge because then we meet Alyssa and, and like you said, she, her first thing is how she's rebelling against her phone. She smashes her phone and she's on the search for something different, something unique. And that's when our two main characters collide, uh, Alyssa and James. Yeah. And that tension of like not knowing how off the deep end he is and like what I was talking about with you kind of know where the story's going to go. It's like, well, he's a self-diagnosed psychopath. He decides who his victim is and gets like he starts getting to know her in order to be able to murder her. And obviously the suspicion is that they're going to learn to love and everything. And that's kind of what happens, but not in a cheesy way, just in a really well put together, dark and comedic way. Yes. Yeah. It's kind of like... um uh, I don't know if a movie told me this or a real thing told me this, but you know, you, you see it in movies for sure. When, uh, someone has a gun on you or they're threatening to kill you, it's like, my name is Jim Scampoli. I have a brother. Uh, I have a girlfriend. I have three pets. Like when you start to learn about someone, even if you're a psychopath, maybe it makes it a little harder. Or like if you live on a farm, you can't have your kids name the chicken that you're going to murder. Because, uh, yeah. like, nope, you named it. Like, now you can't go there. Uh, but, yeah, it's such a great driving point because you start to think, like, James is going to be this main character. Like, and, it, and the will he, won't he is more about him killing her. But Alyssa is such an interesting character as well because she is this free spirit that's kind of... She's obnoxious because she's a teenager, but then also you get why the way she is when you start learning about her home life and how her mom, you know, has this new husband and this new family. And it's not necessarily that she wants to think of her daughter from her previous marriage as less than, but it's like, it's happening. It's just, you know, that's still happening. 
uh, it, the uh, the stepdad or whatever that she has is is the worst, but her mother as well, like seeing all the terrible shit that he's saying, and he's not even like he's not a cartoonish monster. He's just a bad guy in in such a makes you fucking feel sick kind of way because yep. uh, you know we also have a, a another character who's a weird murdering rapist but because like that person is not in your home undermining who you are like it doesn't feel as bad almost as the character who tells her to run away because hey who would care anyway and then you yeah. see that your mother see saw him saying that and she doesn't say anything and you're like well fuck this and like when she's looking back on it later she's like you don't really know what's a beginning and what's an ending and like that was an ending and she didn't know it when she went away and i didn't know that it was a road trip like because you didn't give that in your pitch so at the end when they drive away i'm like holy shit um because i thought the i thought the show might be like oh we're in this town and we're the weird people in this town because that's very John Green, and I thought that was the direction it was going to be going. Um, but no, you get you get a lot of shit out of the way really quickly. Like I pretended to fall in love with her or whatever, and then they're just making out in like an edit, and then it's like, yeah, they they leave by the end of the first episode. And still, I was kind of suspecting that it would be like fun road trip, but it's like, no, it's the south of England. Like everyone, you're not going to disappear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then even then, it's like. Yeah, because at the at the end of the first episode, he punches his dad and they steal his car. But then in the second episode, they crash the car. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, all right, well, now we have the car. Like now, now where are we off to? Yeah. Um, and then we and we meet James's dad as well. And like James wants to punch him, and but in a way, it's it's not as it's not because he's as villainous as like Alyssa's stepfather. It's just that he's kind of pathetic. Yes, and yes. we don't really know why, but then he's also like, there was a great scene when like the dad comes home and James has Alyssa over and he's just pathetic and kind of dumb. So he's saying stuff that he thinks is good. Like, Oh, I always thought he was gay. Like, <laughs> I don't know, but I don't feel like he's a malicious person. No, no, uh, no I can seem, seems he's, he's, kind, he's of kind of all right. Of all right more, yes. more or less. And even though what he's saying is kind of like, like a, what a shitty person would say. But like it's written so well, and that that actor is really like getting it across that you're like he's harmless, but you also kind of understand like why James doesn't respect him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I can kind of hear an echo of me. You don't have anything turned up, right? No, no, I don't think so. It's gone. Okay, that was okay. weird. All right, sorry. It's all right. Sorry. Sorry. Um, so moving forward, yeah, it's kind of like they crash the car and then they go and play laser tag and they're kind of like, do we go back now? Like, what do we do? <laughs> and we don't know how it's going to go and escalate, but of course it starts uh, starts escalating firstly with the weirdo in the car um, who's going to buy a fighting dog who seems all right at first. Yes, yeah, they, they handle this really well. Well, and plus before this... Um... They keep dodging because in the first episode, right, is when she's like, I want you to go down on me tomorrow. Yeah, like, right. I'm going to come over and you go down on me. They keep through these first few episodes, they successfully figure out ways to kind of have like an uncomfortable sexual situation come up yeah, between yeah. James and Alyssa. But they are able to sign sideline it in like a natural way. Um, 
And again, like that's the reason why they crash, right? Isn't it like they're going to have sex while driving or she's going to go down on him or something like that? Yeah, uh, I think so. Because it's like, yeah, they uh, pussy before. And he's like, in, in her monologue, that's like, I needed, it was important to remain calm in these situations or something. And he's like, yes, <laughs> lots of times. <laughs> so then, yeah, they get out of it because they crash the car and now they're hitchhiking. And they do a good job because as the audience, we already think this is a bad idea. And she's even saying it's a bad idea. Plus, he's hitchhiking with his shirt off. So it seems like they're, uh, everything's kind of in place for things to go badly. But then when they get picked up, they do a good job of we start to maybe like this guy and like, oh, no, he's not a weirdo. Uh, he's just going to get a dog and being nice and maybe trying to help these kids because he knows they're like probably running away from something. Maybe you can, you know, help them out a little bit. And Alyssa seems like she's being the shitty one because, you know, she's just calling him a weirdo and making comments and uh, yeah. you know, being Alyssa. But then, of course, we get to the point where they're in the bathroom at the urinal or the, the urinal trough or whatever they're at. And, of course, the guy is a creepy weirdo and wants to put James's hand on his dick and, like, snug up on his neck. And it's like, all right, yeah, of course, we were right in the beginning. Yeah. And um, I mean, he does say, I think that he's going to get a fighting dog to, you know, fight and kill other dogs. Um, but at the same time, this is the person who picked you up and is actually being kind to you. Mm -hmm. And the question is, like, why is this person being so all right? But for James, it's like you were in the army. Huh? Tell me more about how many people you killed and everything, because he's he's still like claiming to us the viewers that he's obviously going to kill Alyssa as he keeps doing for a lot of the show um, and then they rob him <laughs> yeah. yeah they use it as good opportunity and well as someone in the chat uh, uh, actually uh, Daewoo in the chat the dude was creepy from the jump I do agree with that I guess what I'm saying is more that like I kind of liked how he was playing the character where I was it was one of those like ah don't be a weirdo don't be a weirdo but Knowing the show, it's the second episode. It's not like this guy is going to be along for the ride. So I, you know, I kind of knew he was going to be a weirdo, but it was, just, I thought they did a good a job, good enough job where I was like, ah, of course, of course that happened. Yes. So they use the money to go to a hotel room where he again is like waiting with his knife at the door. And she's like, because of the sexual stuff, tension from before, and then like him. Her unsure now. Her, her, she's now unsure if like, do you just go along with things or do you actually want me? And obviously, everything else shitty going on. She tries to call home, and the stepfather Tony answers and doesn't like says that her mother doesn't want to speak to her or whatever. So she's in the bathroom crying, and he goes to uh, cut her up, and then hears that she's crying and doesn't do it. Yeah, and so they have to. They just sit with the porn on because they put some porno on. Yeah. And then I think he has that moment where he's like, can we turn, can we turn this off now? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And they make the plan to go uh, and see her father, which is like the main bit of the road trip for the rest of the few episodes. Yeah, because that's right. Because even though her father left her, you know, he's been sending her birthday cards every birthday. And I mean, we're all a sophisticated audience. We can kind of maybe glean some details from here, but we also don't, we don't blame Alyssa for wanting to hold on to that hope. You know what I mean? Like, 
especially like we've already talked about with her own home life and dealing with her stepdad. Cause not only is he being shitty to her just about being kind of the odd person out in the family, because she's like the remnant of the previous marriage, but he's also creepy, like the way he touches her and uh, like ogles her and stuff like that. So you have to think that there's something better out there for you. There's some sort of family that you belong in. Yeah, but she's worried, and that is why they don't. They go to buy train tickets, and she's like, "No, we need to lay low. We need to do something else because she's worried." So they instead break into a house where I'm sure nothing bad will happen and nothing will go down. Um, they kind of hang out and have a. Uh, uh, they they make they make themselves at home, as it were, and. Yeah. Uh, she tries to blow him and the picture of the author who lives there puts him off and she's angry about that. So she goes and finds some other guy and also angry in general, just about how fucking weird he is and not knowing where they're at or what's going on. So she just goes and finds a guy. So even though, um, even though James is, I mean, he's trying to starting to turn around at this point, obviously, because he, instead of, getting a knife he gets a flower to give to her um to uh, to like apologize but she so shows up with Topher, who she, this guy is uh who, who she meets while just walking around this neighborhood which um when you think it think about what happens next is like you like i know you didn't plan to kill anyone but this <laughs> it's like the worst way to do it still like even not planning to kill people i, I don't just break into a house and then i'm like come on over here's my face yeah. Look yep. at us, because you obviously live in this neighborhood or close or whatever. So here, have, let's get some witnesses up in here. Yeah, yeah. Here's someone that knows what we've been up to. Um, and, and then the thing is, I wasn't sure. Uh, I mean, see, cause they make a comment about how his house looks weird. And to me, at first, I'm like, I think that house looks weird. But is it just because I don't live in England and that's just how houses look? Because even this house also looks weird. But to me, I'm like, ah, oh, that's just how they do it. That's that's part of the charm. Yeah, I thought it would uh, come back in some way about his house where they're like, oh, this house. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> the, the, I guess I thought his mother would be an architect or or something like that. I don't know. Um, and then, but like backing up a little bit, uh, they I do like the moment they have where she's like dancing and just kind of being herself, even though like like it kind of just shows because they're both goofy uh dancers but it's like a nice moment where they're uh kind of comfortable with each other where it's you know they can do that and then like you said then it goes into like the oral sex scene but he can't shake uh the the picture of the the homeowner and then probably just in general since he's a little kind of like of a weirdo kid uh and then yeah she brings home this other bloke if you will, to, to kind of make him like get him back in a way. Like it's clearly all about uh, her own rejection and kind of getting revenge. And it's such a sweet moment where he has the flower and he's, you know, there at the door, try to trying to make amends. And she just brings in another guy to go upstairs and have sex. Yeah. <laughs> but she backs out because she has a line of likes. Sex can go from something you really want to a punishment in just seconds and tells, tells him to leave. Uh, tells him to go away, and he does. Um, now, now more of a problem, I think. Uh, well, not, not a problem. Problem for them. But here, now he's he's gonna try to kill her now for real this time. Okay, now we're serious. He's gonna. She, she, she's definitely gonna die this time. 
but mm-hmm. now he realizes that he's actually falling in love with her for real. He can't do it. Timing is a, a good thing for these kids because this is where the uh, murderer shows up because, yeah, he did find the box of uh, victims, the victim yes. box. Yeah, and they kind of um, they hint at it a little bit because when he gets the flower, the, the camera hangs for a moment in like the cupboard or the closet or whatever in, and it's yeah. just like a lot of duct tape and um, just kind of weird shit. And then, yeah, James finds a box of Polaroids and a camcorder. And, um, yeah, like how, co- how coincidental. Here I am, a self-diagnosed psychopath. And we break into this home and, oh, lo and behold, could this be uh, 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 another psychopath? Maybe I could relate to a little bit. Yeah. And it, I mean, it. it's a good they do a good job of like it almost feels like he could have become the Padawan or something. Uh, but instead, this guy is all getting up on Alyssa. So he stabs him in the neck. Uh, good scene. Good yeah. and fucked up scene. There's blood everywhere. Uh, dark comedy indeed. Yeah, and it's uh they, before that there is like a tender moment where he like lays on the floor when she's sleeping and yeah, we we see that he's got these budding feelings for Alyssa, but yes, the homeowner arrives home. He goes under the bed and uh the 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 guy who now we now know is like a killer rapist dude. Like he's like, "Oh, so anyone else know you're here? Broke into my house, hey?" And it's like a perfect opportunity for him to it's like if you were if you were a killer rapist and then you came home and some young girl was in your bed, it's like, what's more perfect than this? Yeah. Oh, runaway, huh? <laughs> Bet you didn't tell anyone where you were going. So you smashed your phone, you say. Hmm. Um, yeah, also Double Bet in the chat said, Don't forget about the flashes he has about killing her. And that is like part of the style choices yes. that they're always like going in going in your brain, flashing this and that. And I mean we um we talk about voiceover sometimes and they they do it pretty well here because the voiceover never feels like a distraction it always feels like it adds something it's always showing the contrast um, more or less of what they're thinking and what they're feeling and then suddenly when they're thinking and and saying the same thing um then that hits really hard so so and, and it's mostly used for comedic effect in a good way as well so well yeah. done yep and then, yeah, that he finally does get his first murder, uh, which, well, I mean, it is in self-defense because he saves Alyssa from this murderer rapist, stabs him in the neck, and yeah, in a grisly scene, he bleeds out everywhere, his blood everywhere, and uh, here we go. Welcome to the show, episode three. Yeah, that is, yeah, we're not even like halfway through. That's episode three, as you said, and I was like, okay, uh this I've, I haven't even I've watched this for like less than an hour kind of and we are we're already at this point um but yeah so as we move on in the next few episodes it's obviously more about getting away from getting away with it first off because uh, they try to move they can't even move the body because it's too heavy so instead they just sprinkle these cards or these pictures everywhere and um like kind of wash away their the evidence of them being there but obviously there's like tons of evidence of them being there uh so it doesn't nope. really work out yeah plus there's a wedge driven between them because he just murdered someone and uh Alyssa's like yeah edgy I, w- I wanted someone who was edgy not uh this is a bit too sharp of an edge if you know what I mean um so she's freaking out and kind of runs away in a restaurant in a, in a diner there and uh it's 
it's really nice when he realizes i mean it's a good line it's directly from the comic when he's like realizes that um he wasn't the one well maybe i don't know maybe that's later he wasn't the one protecting no that's the fucking that's later but he realizes he's not a psychopath like we're at that point already here yeah i don't think it's much later what you're saying but uh yeah because he says what uh, i wasn't protecting her she was protecting me yeah yeah good line and then we meet uh we meet the two they're called dcs what's that is just detective detective constables Ah, Detective Constables. I don't know what the constable is. And uh, the whole time I'm like, where do I know that lady from? And then clearly she's from Game of Thrones. What an idiot. It took me like a long time to realize that. I didn't even realize it until afterwards. uh, Oh, for real? I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, Yara Uh, Greyjoy. mm -hmm. And uh, they have some fun back and forth because it's like there's some sexual tension there and they keep referencing like, oh, you know, the other night... Oh, that thing we had together the other night. Uh, what? What's Terry is one of them, and the other name is um, Eunice. Eunice. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, that's fun, and they're kind of on the case. They got this. Uh, they found this man stabbed in the neck, but of course, the guy—it's his mom that finds the body. So of course, she takes the pictures. She burns them. Uh, yeah. So the police don't find that aspect of it, that angle. They just find a man who's was stabbed in his home and like evidence is missing because they did they kind of cleaned up the blood and they took the sheets and all that and just burned them uh so you know some some crime was afoot yes and these two police uh dcs are uh great i obviously like like them immediately just it's weird to see a gray joy like smiling and awkward and trying to give you a coffee as and she's like this is a crime scene <laughs> and she's like standing there with two coffees uh and just the the contrast between them and obviously i ship it uh i ship it before they it's canon even um because they just have this nice goofy banter and then yes of course it goes it goes there i like it uh it should it's an inv- like these characters are not in the comic by the way at all so oh. that's kind of interesting Interesting. Yeah, I they nailed like what they were going for. They nailed it. You're right. You like these characters immediately. And even though they're kind of chasing down our heroes of the story here, uh, we're still with them and rooting for them. Yes. Um, so there's one thing here where he pays um, where James pays some people to beat him up and then goes to the police. And I thought there was a plan. I thought that was part of a plan, but it wasn't, I guess. Oh yeah, I kind of forgot that. Yeah, he had those people beat him up. Is that just he felt he deserved he needed to be punished? Basically, it kind of plays into like turning himself in. I mean, I guess, but I really thought he was getting beat up so he could call and say that he's reporting a murder. They like he had broken in, and then someone came and beat him up and killed the guy. That's what I. Or obviously, that's not a great plan either. But I thought there was some plan because when he's there, like in the in in the police station, we see another police uh, officer who's not in like the rest of the show, and he's kind of like awkwardly trying to deal with this teenager who's talking about like. Um, he's reporting a murder huh and he tells him about his mother who died like 10 years ago or or whatever as and he's like right it's not technically murder um and i mean it's kind of fun but i was a bit confused where he was at at that point in the story 
Yeah, I guess the only thing I could really think here is because I, I thought he was he was for sure just going in to turn himself in and in a weird way that also protects Alyssa because he was just going to put himself like throw himself down uh, on his sword, uh, if you will. Uh, and maybe the beating just tied into that, like because her thing is that she's I mean, she's creeped out about the murder, but she's creeped out that he had a knife and that he's kind of not reacting to it. Yeah. Uh, and again, it does feel even this to me, even though I, I love this show, like her like leaving him here, it still does feel more like a show thing because at the end of the day, he still saved her. I do understand her reaction, but it does feel like a kind of a plot thing where she has they have to be separate for a little while because I, I do understand reacting to like, oh, this you killed someone, but also it's like, well, yeah, but he it was the most, you know, excusable murder ever, you know? Yes, and it is, uh, this is also a difference from the comic, where in the comic, they're in the bed, and someone's coming home, and uh, he's kind of like, do you trust me? And she, because uh, she's like, we got to get out of here. And she's like, do you trust me? Like, oh, this is after they have sex in the bed in the comic, by the way. But, but he's like, do you trust me? Okay. And then he plans the murder in the moment because and then he shows her the pictures of of the thing and i like the twist they did it here uh in the show where it's way more understandable how it pans out and he's way more likable but that also i think that's why it suffers afterwards because in the comic as well they split up but in the comic it's because he decided instead of trying to run to kill this guy and here it's like well uh you didn't like he could have not killed him i guess but they were still in his house and everything and he was a rapist murderer um so you're right i think that's probably what what pushes it in that direction okay yeah that does make sense i i kind of get it because they're i'm sure they're just very concerned like if if it did play out like the comic people are not going to be rooting for james as much but yeah it is a weird because because then the reaction is if the events of the comic happened in a yes. way it still works it's just it's one of the things that's a little bit more flimsy than some of the rest of the stuff it still makes sense but it does come off as like well you know what are you doing like if he saved you like you you completely get why he would have done what he did yeah i guess i didn't really react to it probably because in the end uh they get back together but i mean you're right it's more of a like typical show movement you can feel the movement of it but but because they end up together after just a little while i had more problems on the james side of him going to the cops and then running away because his motivation to go to the cops i guess i misinterpreted and then it was like okay and now he decided not to do that and i was like oh so there was no plan there was nothing no nothing he was just freaking out i guess um but yeah, she also has a run-in with the security guard, which worked out pretty f well. I mean, as as well, I don't I I liked the comic, but the way they do it here is more elegant because she in the comic is kind of caught by a security guard under similar circumstances, but just kind of the security guard sees she's in a bad spot and probably a runaway and tells tells her to go and like gives her some advice and stuff. And here it's like. I, I liked how it plays out where she has sees this kid who's clearly lost and has to decide whether to go back or not. And because she goes back, she gets the reward kind of, she does the right thing and makes yeah. it makes her more likable too. Absolutely. Yeah. I like how they played this out because 
Yeah, she has an opportunity to escape because she's shoplifting, you know, underwear because she had her period. And uh, as she's walking out, she overhears the reason why the security guards uh, distracted is because a man, you know, he can't find his daughter and he needs help. And then on her way through the alley, she sees there's the little girl is clearly the daughter. And it's like, okay, do I save myself here? Uh, they, they'll probably find her. Nothing bad could, will probably won't happen. Or, you know, I'll I'll sacrifice myself for the the right thing. So yeah, it it, it really tells you a lot about Alyssa, and it, yeah, it does make her much more likable. And then she still gets the reward because the security guard's like, ah, here's some food. You know, get out of here. You're a good kid, clearly. Yes. Um, and they um. They, they get back together and on the road. This is in the next episode, but they kind of hotwire a car. And now they're starting to feel more like, yeah, we're a crime road trip. We're like, he's coming out of his shell because she came back to him and, and, and everything. And they rob a petrol station <laughs> in a well, kind of hilarious way. Let me back up a little bit. Um, well, I mean, I know we kind of talked about his mom, but. Are we saying that this is more of a spoiler spoiler to get into the I don't know if we get into like the specifics. Uh, it's I like guess we can. Story. I think it's fine. I, I'm only just wanting to hold off on the very end. OK, fair enough. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing is, uh, you know, we did we first. What's the first thing he says in the first episode is that she's just traveling or something, right? That uh, he tells Alyssa that she is in Japan. Yes. And then we find out that she um, she died. And then now we find out that she committed suicide, but not only that, she kind of did it right in front of them. They were, and uh, I like how they kind of play it out because it, it tells us a lot, obviously about James, but it also tells us a lot about his dad as well, because we see the scene beforehand where he's like, she's clearly depressed and has something going on, but to on the, from someone on the outside, he just says, Oh, but come on, you could go feed the ducks or whatever. That's a good thing. And like they all feel at fault uh, because she yeah. takes him out. And then as James is, you know, young six-year-old James is just like feeding the ducks or just by the lake. She drives her car in and just drowns right in front of him. Uh, and yeah, like, you know, clearly that's going to affect and fuck people <laughs> up big time. Uh, yeah. And uh, on a side note, I love the, it's such a, it's such a simple, almost dumb thing, but, I love that when James leaves the police station, he goes back to the restaurant that he was at and like sits down where she left him. And then she comes back and they meet back in that spot. Uh, and, and like I, I mentioned this on Twitter, so many of these shots I could totally see using at, like if, if I was this type of person, I'd have so many Tumblr gifts and uh, reactions of this couple. Like, I want to go and be that angsty teenager that watches this show and plasters these gifts all over my social media to show uh, what a deep uh, kid I am, you know? You know, just looking for a guy who will wait my, like, for me like James or something. Yeah. Leave for two exactly. days, he's still there. <laughs> like uh, Fry's dog. But then, yeah, back to what you're saying. Yeah, then they steal this car. They're kind of feeling uh, the the... They're in immortality again. Uh, they're powerful Bonnie and Clyde, and they decide to go get some gas in their hot-wired car, and uh, a hilarious robbery uh, ensues. What did you think of the lob robbery? Was it actually hilarious uh, to you? 
it was what was the guy's name frodo like isn't yeah. the guy that works at the gas station frodo and it's it's great because we're introduced to frodo and his boss which is it is it's not his mom right i just, thought so i yeah, i think okay. it is it, yeah. they do play it like that like it, it's kind of maybe like a family-owned thing but she's kind of nagging him a little bit about like dumb stuff or what is it they sell um uh, it's like an air freshener. Oh, no, no, it's like a button, like for for cancer or something. Yes, yeah, and it's like, did you recommend the button? It's like, oh, should hope people don't get cancer then. Uh, uh, no, specifically, she's like, well, when you get cancer, don't come complaining to me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then what? They uh, they're kind of acting weird, anyways, because they pull up wrong, like the wrong side. Yeah, of the gas which, station, which, is fine. which I, you would do as well if you were in the UK. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would too. Um, and then um, they're kind of just being a little suspicious, and they also don't have money because what the plan is, they're just gonna like gas up and drive away, right? Yeah, but she is such a hard ass, as we already saw from her line about the fucking buttons that she goes out there, and she, to her, it's like oh, these teens, like they represent an issue in society to her. You can just tell, and she's not gonna let them get away with nothing. Call the police, Frodo. She says a hundred times, and she's kind of blocking everything. And when she puts the pump back in, Alyssa, uh, she she's like standing right behind her when she turns around, and more or less drags her inside, and Alyssa just going along with it and doesn't have a plan um mm. all the way and like is trying to think of something trying to go to the bathroom and she actually like no you're not going to the bathroom and like a scuffle ensues and i i really love how frodo's just like doing nothing and he's kind of oh, yeah. like my life it, is disrupted this is great yeah that yeah she's yelling at him to call the police but yeah to him it's just an exciting moment because to break up the monotony of working at your mom's gas station and being being like uh just belittled like not belittled but you know just picked at all day long it's like here's some excitement and then what james runs in kind of with his like pretending he has a gun like he's got his jacket pocket up like let her go or i'm gonna shoot you and the mom kind of sees through this but then uh is this when frodo comes in for the save um no because i think they just end up he doesn't do does he save uh, them at any point yeah i don't well, think he does uh, he kind of comes in with the save because he like doesn't he just help lock her in or something like that? I forget exactly. Uh, I guess it's probably afterwards because he doesn't he doesn't help her get out. Is that's what? Thing. It, yeah, and, it's more or less that then. Yeah, and he instead he like they're they're telling him like oh, or he's saying how great it is and they're like yeah you should, if you don't like your life do something, and he like tips oh. over the the bowl and he like looks at them all smiling uh, uh? and it's yeah. really great uh how he obviously starts uh tearing the place up and they're like we gotta get out of here and he's like yeah we should get out of here we all we should go <laughs> yeah because it's like he thinks he's part of the part of the crew now yeah obviously uh. um this also is not in the comic but it makes so much sense because everything's been really bleak and it's about to get bleak and like everything is like this is the part where you actually where they get a taste of what they wanted i feel through their adventure like obviously they get some at other points but here it's like they get to succeed at something uh which is nice for them yeah yeah and it's like a it's it's a nice way to kind of fight back at authority like uh you know, like especially not just these particular angsty teens, but every angsty teen, even Frodo, you know, it's like this 
weird like this is who i am this is my identity and you know fuck everyone and 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 then we're we, this is us fighting back uh, yeah, and it shows how everyone really wants to do that yes yeah and then uh the detectives i guess that at this point they've found the knife because in, in, in a kind of a dumb movie drops it in the pool filter yeah and find it and they make the connection um that it's uh james's knife and um and they, they already all... like they already interviewed Topher and got kind of their names or her name and kind of yes, started piecing it together all... anyway yes yeah you're right um and it's there's a, there's a good moments too with james's dad where like even in the beginning where james is like he's not going to call the police i know he won't and partly in the beginning i just thought because he's like pathetic but then it's just like i don't know he really loves his son and he doesn't he doesn't report the car stolen or he doesn't say that because he just wants him to be okay and he thinks he'll just come back yeah. and he's even kind of surprised well he got him the knife right isn't that yeah. like the, the thing that they get it through like got him for his like a hunting knife mm-hmm. um so kind of he kind of wants uh like even even when they're talking to him he he's trying to downplay everything and i'm not sure exactly when but they have the i guess they're showing the security footage right to yes, um yeah. to both of their sets of parents or well to the father and mother and tony fucking tony <laughs> and um and yeah he's he's still not kind of believing it more or less yeah. And uh, at this point, is it this episode or the next episode where they start to get a clear idea of, uh, is it Clive who who they murdered? Yeah, Clive. They start to get an idea of his past because the mom finally does just come forward with the... Yeah, yeah. First they talk to the mother and kind of bring up these sexual assault cases because they're trying to figure out who might want to hurt him. And we get to see the contrast between these two because we've already obviously seen that... Oh shit! Which of these detectives is which? Mm, what are they? What are their names uh, again? Yara is uh, Eunice. Yeah, so Eunice is Harry obviously a uh, detective. Yeah, so so Eunice is um, obviously not good at the actual police stuff. You know, she brings the coffee. She's kind of goofy. And the other uh, one, uh, Moon, what's her face? Um, Terry. She, Ter- Terry's really good at all of that, but she's cold. She doesn't have a good touch with people. And she actually manages Eunice to talk to her and say, hey, it's better to be in front of these things. Like, trust me, I've seen a lot of this. And if you know something, it is going to get out. So at least it could be on your terms. But like her her co, uh, her co her buddy, cop, would never have thought of that or like it would have done it in a, such a cold way that you'd just feel insulted. But because she has this sympathy, which is also a big part of her character, she... Um, is able to get that information and and the mother comes in with the videotape because first she tells her to fuck off but then she thinks about it and she comes in with the videotape and then she has to interrupt uh she's on like a blind date <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and just kind of awkwardly come in because you know it's an important break in the case but then again she is since she is kind of i guess bad cop in this good cop bad cop situation not that she's bad at her job but like you said a little bit more cold it's still kind of like well this doesn't change anything they still murdered this man uh whereas eunice is like giving them the benefit of the doubt of you know why why would these kids who yeah they had their rebellious kids but why would they murder someone yes um so at the end of this one 
they've uh, finally reached their destination. And I remind you, England is not a big country. They probably didn't go very far overall. I guess they did say how far it was, but but just generally, like when you're in England, people really act like it's big because there's a lot of people everywhere. Like the population is quite big, and yet you have the countryside and stuff. But but um, uh, it's like people when they describe how you're gonna go somewhere, drive somewhere. It's such a crazy convoluted thing of no you got to take this road and that road and it'll take an eternity and blah 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 and then like oh yeah uh if you're in the u.s you just drive further than that to get a taco and back and that's like a different town when you or sweden even if comparing it like if you take a ruler on the map and you put it on sweden it's like oh yeah i go that distance to go to work and it's like five <laughs> towns over for you because it's the uk um so anyway that's just a small detail about how uh, I like that because I didn't even think of that. But yeah, you're right. What it's in the end, like since they were kind of putting it off a bit, what they just drove like two or three hours away or something like that. I'm not sure because they do say at some point that they've been spot. They robbed a, a place that's this far away. And I don't remember what they said exactly, but it's impossible that it's very far. Um, but um, it's also interesting because the south of England, they, they build up like I was talking about how it feels kind of mythic in a way. And if, even though there's a lot of people in England, it feels like a forgotten place they come to. It feels similar. I think maybe all countries have this, but it feels similar to the American South or yeah. the Swedish North. They had like, obviously the trailer helps this impression where the, her dad lives in this trailer. Um, and now we're getting into episode seven. Yeah, he just lives in a trailer kind of in this like like on the beach, but you, you could you get you could tell it's like, you know, a shitty part of the beach where kind of no one cares. Like he probably just brought his trailer and like dropped it somewhere and everyone's like, yeah, hey, we ain't going to put anything there anyways. And yeah, so we yeah, we meet her dad, Leslie, finally. And um, even though Alyssa uh, through this whole show has been one to call people on their shit like all the time and not worried about doing that. It's she just turns into a regular girl. It's her dad. And she maybe doesn't pick up on some of the details that James does as an outsider point of view without having that, you know, this is your father. You want them to be great and you want to, to be finally be the place you can call home. Um, so it was interesting to see that because, you know, she's, she's calling everyone out all the time. She's, she, you know, she don't care. She's a strong, independent woman, but you know, every girl wants to have their dad be a hero. Yeah. And she even says in a voiceover that, I mean, there's a reason she didn't go directly there. She kind of thought it would be shit. And then at first, at least she thinks it's not shit at all. This is exactly what I wanted because he's hugging me. He's telling me how much he loves me and everything. And it's only later that the details uh, kind of start to feel a bit shitty. Like, she doesn't even care that he's selling drugs to kids. They're going to get it from someone. Yeah, and gonna... James, James is over there like, mm, okay, let's go throw knives, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He brings them to throw knives. But it's like, how can how can he be a bad guy? He has a boat. And they're going to go on the wall. They're going to go on the boat uh, sooner or later, right? So, of course. because yeah, he said we would. So, that's a promise. I'm sure he'll keep it. But James has a good description. I think it's James saying it that he's, he's like not a bad guy, but it just seems like he's got parts missing. Um, mm. And they they make like I, I believe in this character. And then they go to the True Blood bar, 
uh, from True Blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they go to uh, shit. I can't think of the bar name right now. Yeah, uh, they go there anyway uh, to drink alcohol with underage people, as you do. And uh, then his his uh, girlfriend shows up because the cops are um, cops are sniffing around. And I do like that the girl who is the father of Leslie's uh, son which is a bit of a stab in the chest for Alyssa, that yeah. she's like, she's not going to talk to the cops. Like, she might hate him, but she's not going to go talking to the cops. Yeah, because it's the ex-girlfriend. They first show up where Alyssa thinks her dad is, and yeah, she answers, and she's just annoyed. Here's someone else here asking about Leslie. Um, and, I mean, it's just some kids. Uh, I guess you can assume that that's his daughter if you ever mentioned his daughter, but you can also completely see a world where Leslie never mentioned to his ex-girlfriend, Debbie, that he had a, a daughter in the past. Yeah. But yeah, she tells them where he's at. Like, oh, he's over on, he's in a trailer, that piece of shit. Like, and you can assume it's because he's a piece of shit. She had to kick him out and he had to go live on his shitty trailer. But you're right. Yeah, then when the detectives show up, though, yeah, she's not going to help the detectives, even though she doesn't know who these kids are. She's not going to rat them out, but she's going to go show up and give Leslie what for because yeah, I, neglecting his son. Yes. I know I talk about uh, like differences to the comic a lot, but I I feel like the comic is so short that if you filmed it, it would be like a regular length movie. It wouldn't be um, like oh, however long it is when you add this up to three hours or whatever um, because... The, when they arrive uh, in in the comic, the ex girlfriend of Leslie's is like, "Oh, are you the new whore? I'm the old whore." Like, <laughs> and it, she's only in like two frames or whatever. But here, she's an actual character who has some weight to it. Oh, and and in in the comic, she just says, "Tell Leslie like his son misses him or something." And here, they actually like, I don't know, they they pace it out really well for this length, and they manage to make like turn the information into like bullets hitting our main characters and propel them into the actions they want them to take because everything is even I like the comic but everything is a bit more flat it feels very much more alive uh in here because everyone is a character yeah yeah I agree it's it's uh, a lot of smart choices with the reveals and yeah especially the reveal here where um it's finally chip like it's chipping away at Alyssa's image of her dad because it's around when she also finds out what does she find out? She asks him about the letters and he does that thing of like, oh, yeah, because he's like, oh, I ain't shit. Oh, man, I can't believe it. I left you. Yeah, she, I think no. that's the final thing before he before she stabs him in the hand or something. Maybe I don't I'm not 100 percent. I think it might be later that she figures out. Well, the I letters. Just, yeah, I don't think she figures it out here yet, but. It's when she brings them up and she says, like, of course you're shit. And she shows him one of the cards. And then he's like, oh, yes, the cards. Like, <laughs> it yeah, comes up yeah. later that he didn't send him. But I think this is where he where she brings it up in the bar when they're dancing or what have you. And yeah. then and the ex-girlfriend shows up and then it chips away a little bit at the image because she finds out he's kind of got another family and he's just doing his same old shit that he did to her. Yeah, and, I mean, to top it off, he runs yes. over a dog. <laughs> yeah, to really nail it home for us, the audience. There's a dog just that decided to sleep <laughs> next to his wheel. <laughs> yeah. And you could almost forgive it because if he didn't look, but still, like, it's clear he ran something over and he just speeds away. He doesn't give a shit. He just killed a dog. Or they have to kill the dog, basically. 
yeah and and james can't even do it uh he's killed a lot of animals before but now he can't even like take a rock and take put it out of its misery showing where he's at at this point um he's become like he obviously uh, we get now he's extremely traumatized by what happened with his mother and <laughs> kind of like as you mentioned they're all able to blame themselves because he was like oh please let's go see the ducks and she was like no not today because she knew if she goes to see the fucking duck she's gonna drive into the river yeah. and and he's like please and his dad is also saying the same so obviously he's majorly messed up from that and now he can't even kill a dog yeah yeah he can't he can't even do it uh well because i mean we're about to get into episode eight so should we yeah. just yeah let's now this is real spoilers like yeah even though we kind of spoiled all the other episodes, that's still like you know, hey, you could, it's an it's an enjoyable little romp to go through. Yeah. But now that's we're getting into the nitty gritty, of the ending. So we would recommend uh, watching it before you hear any of this discussion. Absolutely, full spoilers from here on out. Um, so they bury the dog in the jacket that belongs to her father, which she's had with her all the time, which is proper and very nice and symbolic. Um. And I was almost like, don't bury it with the jacket. There's still more uh, storytelling potential in the jacket. And yeah. I, it, that's me not realizing that by the end of this, it's like, I mean, when this episode ends, I'm just like, what? No, that can't be the ending. But then I, but then like five minutes after that, I'm like, there can never be a season two of this. And I don't know what your opinion is. Some people are clamoring for it and so on, but it would make no fucking sense at all. Yeah, yeah, I think I agree. Uh, yeah, I, th I, I think I'm, I think I'm in your camp. Um, but yeah, it, it's does the plan? Well, we do see a shot of Leslie seeing them on the news, and then of course they mention reward, and of course we, the audience, like, oh, here we go. This is the fucking the piece of shit guy. He's gonna go for the reward, but it all makes sense from what we know about him. Um, yeah, and his I mean his excuse is that he's the one who did it but I guess he doesn't know that at the point when he's calling the police I'm not sure but he does call well, the police on them well because basically the plan becomes because the, the running thing that even Alyssa is picking up on besides him having another uh, child that he's neglecting but also he keeps talking about how they're going to go on the boat and she realizes they're never going to go on the boat, even though he promised it. It's just another broken promise. So their plan becomes they're going to take the boat and this is how they're going to get to freedom. Like, <laughs> like they're going to take this piece of shit boat and, and like that's going to fix everything. Uh, but even it makes complete sense because they're teenagers. But even as the audience, I'm thinking like, yes, get, get on, on the, the boat. boat. That's all. <laughs> That's all you need, and you yeah. get out of there. There, you'll get out of like jurisdiction. What? They they won't uh, extradite you. They won't send you back, and you'll live yeah. there happily ever after. Sadly, there's this thing. Well, maybe in a few years after Brexit, but right now they would be like you just ship them back under the in the fucking tunnel. There's a tunnel under there. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, I I obviously all of us are like, yeah, the boat. Duh, Chekhov's boat. And they never get on the boat. Fuck. And, even, and it's so clear, too, because it's even like, I mean, we're jumping around, but even when you get there, it's not even anywhere near. Well, it's like low tide as well. So it's nowhere near the water, but they're still like, well, maybe, maybe yeah. they can get the boat there somehow. Because, yeah, the police are, are, are kind of moving in and Leslie, uh, you know, does the 
he makes the phone call while they're kind of having it out to try, tries to get them to confess basically and he realizes this and takes the phone and takes the confession on himself and grabs a gun i guess and holds it on uh holds it on leslie yes and then yeah that like we we're saying um this is where Alyssa is fully clear that the you know the birthday cards were never sent from her dad and even though there's still a lot to hate about the mom because she's trying to be ignorant of the real things that are affecting Alyssa because she doesn't want to mess up her, you know, new perfect life because, you know, they're in a, obviously they're in a nice house. There's yeah. they're more of a well-off family. She has a new baby. Great relationship. Yeah. But at the very least, she was trying to keep Alyssa's hope about her dad alive by going through the trouble of sending those cards and yeah, I think you said it. She ends up stabbing him in the in the hand or whatever to try to like keep you know keep this Bonnie and Clyde game going. Yes, and he's um, he wants well. Moving back a bit, the two cops have their little drama going on where Yara uh, realizes that these kids, man, and the other cop is like they're criminals. They're not children or whatever. So they have the conflict about that leading her to go there and actually oh, like just kind of knock on the door. Yeah. And they even throw in the fact that like he's going to turn 18 or he, or what is this his birthday? Yeah. Yeah. Which it's saying it and even seeing that on paper, that sounds awful. Like it's not just like such a lazy, lame, like watch Amazing Spider-Man 2 when Electro's like, it's my birthday and it's so cheesy. But it works. I, I don't. I don't know what your thought is. I. It weirdly works, and it's. It's also kind of just a weird red herring because maybe you're thinking like, oh no, but maybe if they fudge the numbers a bit, he won't be eighteen, and they'll still be together. Well, it uh, works because um, they've managed to build it up to a point where there's, like, the, the, there is a question of whether you can get back from a certain point. It's the windmill in Back to the Future Three. Once mm -hmm. you're past this, you can't go back, and that gives us the hope that they can just stop and it can be okay because there's a point i mean when they're murdering people and everything it's hard to see that it's all going to be okay but that's kind of like a golden ticket to get out of it more or less like you're gonna yeah you're gonna do some time or whatever but it's not the same because if you keep doing illegal shit right now it's gonna count harder than it did before and the heartbreaking thing is that he's up for it he wants to give up and, and turn himself in because he knows it's going to be easier for her that way. But she's the one after realizing about the birthday cards and everything that uh, hits her in the face. Or I think she asks, like, will we be will we be together if, if we go in? We're not going to be together. Right. Um, and she says, well, and she gets fucking hit in the face and she drags him out to go to the boat. Yes. Then, yeah. So yeah. Yara or Eunice. Yara from Game of Thrones, because. And you're right, because we have all this hope in this moment because she's the one that shows up at the dad's trailer, not the cold, like these kids are criminals officer, but uh, the, you know, the more likable, she kind of understands there may be some extenuating cir circumstances. So it's kind of a good thing she shows up and it's another element of hoping that things in the end will be okay. Uh, but yeah, no, Alyssa makes the choice that, okay, if they're not going to be together, she hits the detective in the face and then pulls James out and yeah, they're going to run to the boat and sail away to safety. 
but now like basically backups showing up all the police between just Yara already getting there and the the call for the reward from the father everything's coming to this climax everything's hitting this moment where it's you know all or nothing all or nothing and it's i still thought they would get on the boat man (laughs) and then and then there's no fucking water yeah (laughs) yeah there's no water it's it's low tide and it's it's just such like even if there was water there's that boat didn't work it (laughs) such a shit boat but but that's what's so great about this show is if a show can get you to really be like no no this will work out we can do this like there's no better uh you know criticism i could say like no there's no better thing i could say about how well executed it was that yeah we're both here rooting for them and you know now in kind of another swerve like very similar to how Alyssa knocked the uh police officer out like he he like kind of knocks her down or something right um yeah he just takes off basically like he's oh yeah 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 he 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 um he turns on her and and tells her to you know say that i kidnapped you or whatever and then just starts running and she's like shouting what are you doing and they're like holding her back from running after her and he's running like he does at the beginning of the episode and it doesn't always work when you do a flash forward in the beginning of an episode but here it really works and they do this thing where they cut in clips from uh, the whole season when he's running there and he's thinking about what he was and what he has become. And mm-hmm. we talked about this in Stranger Things too, how it didn't fucking work. And yeah. I'm, I assume you would probably agree that it works here, right? I agree. Yeah. No, I think it completely works. Because it builds to this moment like his transformation has been what brought him to this point in Stranger Things she went to Chicago and became an X-Man for a bit. And now she's kind of thinking about that and like kind of thinking about her family or whatever. I mean, spoilers for Stranger Things, not really spoilers, but it doesn't really matter what she sees. And they do flashbacks in Stranger Things, the things that people haven't experienced. So whatever. Well, um, and and the, the Stranger Things, yeah, because we even talk about it. There's a few times that when Stranger Things did it that played more as a character moment. Whereas for the most part, when they did it, it was more like they were talking to, they were specifically talking to us, the audience, and saying, yeah. remember, this is what she's thinking. This is what she's gone through. Don't you remember? And it doesn't play as true. It, it didn't come off as the character was thinking about that. It came off as the writer was like, oh, no, what if they forgot? Whereas with something like this, yes, it's character. It's we've seen, even though we've seen this journey, it's very feasible this is going through his mind these are the these are important moments to bring us to this point in the journey yes um and to remind everyone we really like stranger things okay we we really like we love stranger things yeah yeah but he's running there and he's thinking about what people mean to each other and he sees all the way from when they were meeting and walking in the woods and killing a guy and dancing and all of it and uh, I'm just watching it now on a side thing. But then there's a gunshot and it cuts to black. Cut to black. By the way, listen to our yeah. podcast, Cut to Black, where we discuss The Sopranos. Yes, <laughs> but we just released our first episode. Yeah. But here we uh, they also cut to black. And first, I mean, first question, what do you think happened? Well, I mean, I... yeah. 
I should say, I mean, clearly they killed him. Right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's the most obvious uh, thing. They are kind of merciful about it because they do cut to black and that lets you kind of imagine that he could have survived. Um, and like, because they wouldn't shoot him in the head if they could help it. Uh, they would probably shoot him in the leg or whatever. And you, you get to imagine that. And then yeah. you get to remember and realize that um, you're cutting to black because this is over. This is over. That's why you're cutting to black. And uh, I was saying that, you know, you shouldn't do a season two. And that's not necessarily because of how um, how it ends. It's because of what it is. And I feel like what it is, the whole show is a depiction of a moment. It's it's a it's a it's a snapshot of, of an age that we all go through. And it's a snapshot of of frustrations and dealing with things. And it's not going to work if they, like, fucking are 23 years old or whatever. This is about the end of the fucking world and how everything is so extreme when you're at that age and how everything can go to 100 in your mind and how you don't really know who you are and figuring that out. And that's why if they have a season two, I mean, I guess they could do it if he's dead and we follow Alyssa or whatever, but it wasn't... That's going to be a completely different story. That's going to be fan fiction, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, maybe they can, I, I'm not a hundred percent against it. Maybe they could make it and it would be good. But I really felt when they were lying on the beach in, in the beginning of the last episode and the sun was rising, I think. And they have this conversation. I don't remember exactly what it's about, I guess. Oh yeah. I, he, he opens up about his past and, and everything and 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 like the the connection they have in that moment and the connection they have throughout the show that's what it's about and they can't have him just in fucking crutches in season two after that yeah well because you know that's what they would do uh well chat saying there's a gunshot before cutting to black i guess, i mean i don't know if i'm remembering it wrong but either way even if there was i feel like once the gunshot comes through it cuts to black doesn't it i mean yeah uh, maybe it's not this well, I did listen. I just watched it, and they there is a gunshot exactly when it cuts to black. There might be one before it as well. Okay. But I mean, they they are as I said, they're kind of merciful with you. you yeah. Like it's possible to write fan fiction about what happens next, and whether it's the people um, making a show doing that or people on Wattpad. Uh, either way, it might be good. Well, and and uh, I'm with you. I I don't think they need a season two. I'm not totally against it. If they announce it, I'm like, okay, fine, whatever, and I'll check. I'd be interested in checking it out, but. You know, it would just be, yeah, it would be, it would open and he'd be like in the hospital and have a cast or something. And like they wouldn't, they wouldn't go through and have him be dead and have like a, just follow Alyssa. I mean, I guess maybe they would, but it more likely it would seem like it'd be like, oh, can you believe they shot me in the butt? Like, <laughs> and now I got to walk on crutches. Here's my question. Like, if you do that, when does the story end? Because yeah. this is such a good ending, it encapsulates that uh, that that uh, that whole moment that the that the show is. Yes, and even and though I, I so, sorry to uh, ramble on, but I I hated it when it happened. <laughs> like yeah. it's not because I loved the ending. I it it, I, it was so abrupt. I was like, what? Twenty minutes went by already. And usually when I'm watching something like this, I remember to check, like, wait, how much time is left? What, how much time? How are they going to wrap this up? But here it was just, like, credits. I was like, what? No. Yeah, and I think you just, you completely nailed it because, I mean, it's all there, and the title is The End of the Fucking World. And given 
these are extreme situations because there is murder and uh, being on the lam from the law and you know someone basically i mean one of our main characters basically being shot depending on your interpretation at the end but it, it you know when you're that age everything feels like this so it is a great way to encapsulate that but also have it be you know have it live up to the name basically the end of the fucking world and that's kind of the the hole you put yourself in when you do that to then be like but also they keep but also this continuation of the end of the fucking world yeah i see it more as what great um people and characters or well the, the actors i should say and and the people behind the camera and in front of the camera and writers and everything what a great job they all did i'm excited that those people are out there making stuff and i want to see like the next thing from this director or the next thing with these actors and by the way this is a small uh note really but at first uh, in the first episode i was like it's so great that uh these uh that the uk casts real children because i was comparing it to runaways in my mind like they all look like they're 25 in runaways etc and then I just, you know, did, I looked it up and I was like, oh, they're both like 25, I guess. Like, I guess I was wrong, but they're way better at making them look like teenagers because they look so much like teenagers. Um, oh, I did I, not I, realize that. Yeah. What, Jessica Barden is 26 or going, to, she's 25. She's going to be 26. Yes. And then, yeah, the other dude, I don't see his birthday. Who we know from Black Mirror, of course. Yes. Uh, Shut up and dance. Shut up and dance episode of Black Mirror. Let's uh, see what his age is now. Held to know. Well, he's like 22, but yeah. still. Yeah. And um, that was impressive. I don't know how they do it. So I, I guess in a show like Marvel's Runaways, it's like you're m turning these people into like sexy people. And when you <laughs> sexy someone up, they look older like you're intentionally doing that because you want teenagers to have these posters on their wall and here you're appealing i mean whether you want to or not you're appealing to the tumblr gift crowd and having a goofy lumpy sweater is actually going to work better and having Alyssa in an unflattering t-shirt through most of it like it's going to work better and make them look the right age in fact and obviously they're really good at acting the age they are supposed to be as well Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It really is. Um, yeah. I think the most ideal season two is just seeing them do make other stuff. <laughs> I know it's like a weird way to say it, but like, and again, not necessarily with the same people, but yeah, these are actors I'd like to see in more projects. Uh, I'd like to see more from this creator. Um, but yeah, it, it's like, uh, again, if they do a season two, I'm going to watch it, but yeah uh yeah i'd prefer to just let it be because it's uh it's it's really well done it really nails it and it's kind of what else are you gonna say it's also because it feels like they actually traveled to the end of the world like not just emotionally and everything the end of the line but when they're there on the beach they can't go any further than that they've reached the end and it looks like it too it looks like it could be a, from a post-apocalypse movie that place um and they can't i mean if they do season two i guess they could do a u.s version or whatever just to get a season two and then they could do what the office did and make a u.s version that ends differently and then you know they could make six seasons of that but uh they wouldn't be the same because it rarely is
Agreed. Agreed. So, I mean, in case you don't get it yet, we loved it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a good show. Check it out. Uh, it takes about as long as this episode of Shows What You Know to watch the whole fucking series um, of uh, The End of the Fucking World. Now, of course, if you want us to check out one of your favorite shows that is not The End of the Fucking World, you can go and leave us a review on iTunes and recommend a show for us to check out. Um, we are contractually obligated to check out and make an episode about any show you recommend up until the end of this month, January 2018. Always catch myself. Um, 2018. Uh, so please do leave a review if you have a sp particular show you want us to get into. Yes, and if you haven't already, please check out our sopranos rewatch slash watch for the first time cut to black uh you'll hear it on the feed but you can also subscribe to its own feed which we recommend and appreciate yes and reviews there are also accepted into the raffle of it's not a raffle uh the list of shows we need to check out so if you already left one you get another show in there you get us to watch another show just get it in before the end of the month and of course, at showswhatyouknow.com is where you find all of our coverage of all your favorite shows. Um, Jimandthem.com is where you found more from Jim. And awesomepedia.org uh, is me and all my things. So um, I guess that about sums it up. Yep, that's it. We come to the end of the fucking world, guys. Oh, wow. Thank oh, you so much. Later. Wow. <laughs>